Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. <laughs> Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho, what is your palate favorite? And you drop yeah. that kokanee on top of that barn door halibut's head, 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a European cut speedo. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah. love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. Obviously, he's not cooking them. <laughs> he clearly, right? Oh, ocean shook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know, Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life. Mm-hmm. And you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here's your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlan. Hello and welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest. Dwayne England coming to you from the Fish Hunt Northwest studios here in Olympia, Washington. Yes, flying solo this evening, my buddy... Tommy, co-host here at Fish on Northwest, is uh, taking a little under the weather. So uh, opted to tell him <laughs> just to go ahead and stay on home, buddy. No, I'm going to miss him. He had a great bait lab uh, lined up for tonight. But uh, you know what? We'll get to it next week. we still got plenty of time. So I want to welcome everybody to the show. So glad you could join me this evening. We've got a really packed show here. Lots of info as we do each and every week to get through. Uh, some great guests lined up and topics, of course. So uh, if it's the first time you are joining us here on Root Sports, I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, go ahead and check out all our social media platforms. We are on Facebook, YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, uh, so you never miss any of our content that we load up over there. Check us out on Twitter and, of course, Instagram. Um, follow us. And also, Easiest way to find your way to all of those locations, simply go to our webpage, www.fishhuntnw.com. There you're also going to find a couple of coupons for reduced pricing and savings, FHN20 coupon with Edge Rods. FHN has teamed up with Edge Rods. You're going to save 20% on all rods all the time. Simply utilize the code at checkout if it's not already assigned to another reduced pricing. And, of course, uh, Phelps Game Calls for the remainder of the year, Fish Hunt NW10 You'll get 10% off all calls, all Phelps game calls all the time. So want to, again, welcome everybody to the show. we got a number of things to get to and through. Uh, hey, if you didn't catch our post there on uh, Facebook, did you put in for your multi-season tag? And if so, did you get awarded anything? I, once again, <laughs> as per usual, got nothing. Uh, although a couple years ago, I did get my multi-season deer. But uh, I'm at seven or eight points now for elk multi-season. Have yet to be drawn for that. A lot of you um, weighed in on our webpage as to whether you were successful or not. Now, if you did get awarded your multi-season deer or elk, you get to make a decision. You get to decide whether or not you're going to actually use it um, and or you know, purchase that tag. You have to turn in your previously purchased and weapon of choice tag or license that you purchased, turn that back in and, and purchase that multi-season. I tell you on deer, for example, what it's gonna do you're going to get about 120 to 130 days of opportunity. It's almost four months of deer hunting uh, through the season, September through December. 
east and west side, three different uh, options as far as your weapon of choice. Really some good options for you to get out there and kind of decide, you know, if you want to just, uh, get, here's the deal. You decide you're going to take up archery hunting for the first year and you go out and you struggle and it's not uh, too fulfilling. With the multi-season, at least you have the rifle opportunity to back up your plan or vice versa, or you take up muzzleloader for the first season. You got those other options built in, and I just think it's a really good opportunity. If you're awarded the multi-season, I would purchase that thing and uh, give it a go. Try, a, try another weapon choice uh, if you choose, and try something new. Um, can't hurt. To, to learn a new skill. All right, running down the show, we got a good one, as I mentioned. Bill Monroe, Bill Monroe Jr., Bill Monroe Outdoors, early season, Springer season recap. Wasn't really as tough as it appeared. Gonna get the word from Bill. Then also, second segment with him because we have too much info to get through. Oregon Coast and Ocean Opportunities, the Lower Columbia, Buoy 10, and what is going on here with the regulations they're putting forth. Also, we'll have an update on the Kids Trout Derby. Do we, in fact, have a Kids Trout Pond here at the facility at uh, the Summit Lake Community Center where we'll host the Derby? And I want to get you the updates on the Lapush Lingcod Derby coming up on April 22nd as well. Uh, then, believe it or not, as I mentioned last week, we did get out on the river chasing the elusive Springer. Uh, buddy Matt Messing was able to go ahead and put together a short video of our outing with uh, buddies J.J. Dial and Chris Ward. So, uh, yeah, we're going to take a look at that this evening, and you'll see how did we do out there for one day of springer fishing. And then we'll close it out. You know, we have some, uh, some call-outs for some assistance, volunteer or otherwise. The Samish Hatchery needs help clipping fish. If you've never clipped fingerlings, this is an opportunity for you. So, lots to get through. Great guests lined up. Lots of phenomenal content. Appreciate everybody signing on here. I'll try to answer as much as I can this evening uh, with the texting. Go ahead and get your questions on here as we get through the show. We'll see if we can't get them answered. All right, going to jump out for a quick break. We come back, buddy, Bill Monroe Jr., and we're talking Springers. Next segment right here, Fish Out Northwest. Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest Angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. Defiance Marine is a Honda premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance, Allied, and Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. Defiance Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water. If you're looking for the best fishing rods in the world, you really do need to take a look at the edge rods. I designed and built new machinery, and I think this new machinery has enabled us to build blanks like no other company can build without this equipment. There is no other rods in the world that are as good as these rods. You owe it to yourself to take a good look at them. All right, welcome back here in studio to Wayne England, Bishon Northwest, flying solo, but no big deal. Shortly here, well, right now, let's do it. Let's get joined uh, by buddy Bill Monroe, Jr. Bill Monroe Outdoors has taken time this evening out of his busy, busy schedule to talk uh, what's on the minds of many and the frustration of several, Spring Chinook, Columbia River. How you doing, man? Oh, good afternoon. Let me tell you, you just hit the understatement right there. <laughs> understatement. Yeah, well, let me tell you. <laughs> Springers. Springer season, the grind, as I call it. Uh, look, we had a lot uh, of optimism going into this season with a forecast of 317,000 
fish yeah. that was thrown out there on the table. Now the Columbia's closed. Uh, how would you summarize the first leg of the tour, so to speak? How'd we do out there? Oof, man, what a tough go of it this so far. It, this is, I, well, boy, how do I sum this up? I, difficult. It felt like this whole spring opportunity for the first session of, uh, you know, we call these early spring Chinook opportunity right. this March into somewhat April, you know. It, it felt like winter. Yeah. It, this was more this was more winter than like the early um January sturgeon season up in the gorge of Hood River. Yeah. And that was brutal. It was this was more brutal than that. It was this, cold. It was just crazy. Let me put it this way. It was way. cold. It was snowing in April yeah. all the way through March, all the way through April. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just one thing after another after another. And quite frankly, Dwayne, I've never seen the amount of smelt that we saw in the river. You know, WDFW forecasted like 3 million pounds or so. To, right. they, they do it by pounds. Right, right. And I think that by the time that they had forecasted that and then the it was too late for the callus to have an opener, mm-hmm. they were already estimating there being like upwards of 12 to 15 million pounds in the river. Yeah, look at that opportunity more, we lost out that, on right there, yeah. Yeah, that's more, that is more smelt than I think we were even expecting. There was smelt from Astoria all the way up to Bonneville Dam. So we haven't seen smelt up in Bonneville Dam or up Tanner Creek in about a 45-year time span, which is a good news, but it was bad news. All these spring Chinook and everything, they follow the smelt. Right. Well, when the smelt are this numerous, mm-hmm. and then they have all this food, Yep. and then there's sea lions all over the place gorging <laughs> themselves, which was happening. Right. We we had on our hands one of the hardest spring Chinook sessions I can ever remember. Well, you mentioned a number of things there. Look, nasty cold weather, or weather cold water yeah. temps, smelt numbers, uh, the numbers of yeah. pinnipeds that followed in the smelt and now are on the heels of the of the springers, um, Boy. couldn't be more difficult. It's as if we got this amazing opportunity, 317,000 spring Chinook on the table and mother nature says, hold my beer because I'm yeah. gonna deal you all this stuff. Hold right? on a minute, hold on a minute. We're an easy three weeks behind. We're gonna be three weeks late. And by the way, I'm not gonna let fish go over Bonneville Dam for a very long yeah. time because the water's super cold. They've got a lot of food and opportunity out in the ocean mm-hmm. all the way up to Bonneville Dam. Yeah, it's just one thing after another. And that's what made fishing really, really difficult or catching, I should say. The fishing was great. Sure. I had two two heaters in the boat. Right. I love the area that I was in. I've been going, you know, to the lower sections now for a handful of years. This mm-hmm. is my fifth one, I think. Mm-hmm. And I just love it. It's worth driving every morning, two hours, and then home every day, two oh, hours. Man. It's what I do. So the fish it's... that you did catch, you know, <laughs> yes. kind of kind of put yeah. it in perspective. Like you caught a handful of fish, some you kept. You put a nice post up this evening, kind of broke yep, it down for everybody. Those ones right, that right. you're able to actually get into the boat and retain, anything different from your normal program or just by chance finally getting the right bait in front of one and instead of them taking a smelt, they took a herring? There it is right there. Yeah. Number two. Yeah. Number two. And when you cut every fish that I laid into and cut open or they cut open because I like to always recommend taking fish home whole because they're so valuable. They're sure. just precious. Yeah. This is a big deal. Yeah. 
Um, every single one of them was stuffed full of snow. Yep. One of them had 18, the other one had 12, and most of them had like anywhere from six to eight. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That's, that's crazy to me. You just don't see that every year. It's it's unique. It's so, very unique, and, and it's a good sign. Do you know what the number is that they'll be looking for to get over Bonneville for them to consider a reopener? Will we see an opportunity in May before we actually just go right into our June opportunity? I think that's the whole key right there. We're going to get into this. We're going to get some – they want to get some escapement over Bonneville. That was made very clear. Right. It makes sense. Even even to me, Dwayne, I'm like, you know, we should get some fish over, over the dam. That's great. Sure. We got these early ones, not very many of them, but we got them, and we had we had a, a good time being out there, and that's one thing. Now we get some fish over the dam. The mid-run update will be done probably. It's always time for middle of May sometime, and once that gets done, they're going to be like, whoa, and, and that we're going to see like maybe five, eight, we're going to see 10 days probably of like 5k a day or 10k over the dam right. at once because that's right. what springers do they sure. just boom all of a sudden they're here and it's time to go so we're going to look not, forward to an opportunity in may yeah. hopefully we don't have to wait till that june option I, okay I, we're gonna we're I gonna jump so. out for a quick break and we come back we're gonna finish up with a little bit of springer talk here but we're also going to jump into some of the options coming to the coastal region the ocean fisheries oh, yes and some questions for you to answer as it relates to buoy 10 and some of the regs they're yeah. going around. So we'll get to that. Don't go anywhere. All right. Jump out for a quick break. We'll be back right here with Bill Monroe Jr. right after this. Allied, the new leader in heavy gauge aluminum boats. Allied boats have standard reverse china and lifting rakes to help you plane faster and run at lower RPMs. Allied boats have several models to choose from, ranging from a 19-foot Mustang all the way up to a 32-foot Liberator. So regardless of what type of heavy-gauge aluminum boats you are looking for, Allied Boats will have it for you. Contact Allied Boats today to learn more about these incredible fishing machines. All right, welcome back here at Fishing Northwest in studio to England guest Bill Monroe Jr. talking springers and, of course, coastal salmon opportunities now as we shift the conversation, Bill. Uh, hey, I want to remind you, though, yeah. real quick, uh, you know, I was slated to come jump in the boat for a day with the boys at uh, Hatchery and Wild, and we got canceled due to weather. So all that weather Boy. talk you were throwing out there. Know. Yeah, very disappointed. I'm sure <laughs> I was more disappointed was than you. <laughs> I, I was bummed because you guys are all so close, like, that's a big day for me. And yeah. when I saw what was coming and 40 mile per hour winds mixed with snow showers, I was just blown away. It's like, dude, that's not okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's not well, going to happen. It was going to be a tough day if we decided to go out after it. No doubt about uh, it. So It would have been. All it right. Been. Hey, um, yep. let's talk a little bit about the Oregon coast salmon opportunities. How does the yeah. season outlook for the coastal and the ocean opportunities out of Oregon look coming out of NOF? You know, <laughs> What's the NOF process, you know, North of Falcon combined with, uh, you know, PFMC and, and Pacific Salmon Treaty talks and then regulations with Canada. It's complicated. And I've been saying that for years. And this is that whole member. Toolies are right. a hot mess. That's even another hot topic right there. But the ocean is going to, for, for, for like Cape Falcon up to Ledbetter, Marine Zone 1 for Washington is what we're kind of getting at. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's going to be a pretty good opportunity. We've got 80,000 or so coho 
fin clip coho we can get. We've got eleven thousand five hundred ish Chinook. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if the ocean will make it through for Chinook through like Labor Day, but boy, we're sure gonna try because that big deal is 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 buoy ten is going to have some real big, it's going to have like a hard stop inside right, the river right. for the first time in quite a while. And we're going like August 21st to 23rd. Mm-hmm. It's stop. The ocean's going to have pressure or Longview is going to have pressure. So and, we're, then, we're, and then again, we're basically, yeah. we're shifting the effort. You're, you're mentioning those closures. I mean, my question is yeah. when we look at that ocean opportunity there and you mentioned it, you got, you know, just, just right at 80,000, Hatchery Coho up against 11,500 yeah. Chinook. Can we get all those Chinook? Uh, will that shut down the fishery or will the, uh, the abundance of Coho, will we, you know, we can't possibly catch that many Coho in that amount of time, but can we? I mean, look at how many we, Tule's we got last year in a three day opportunity when it went wide open. That was, you yeah, know? they smoked it. Um, yeah, it was, other, it was smoked hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and the other one, the Cape Falcon uh, border. So looking down there through August 31st, you have 110,000 adipose fin clipped uh, coho or hatchery coho. Yep. Can, it, yep. can anglers catch 110,000 coho that, or will it get through that full season before you see a closure? That probably won't happen. I mean, probably. it might, but there's, Dwayne, there's also going to be uh, uh non-mark select opportunity for coho down there as well so wild coho retention in, right, in right. that uh, in that south fishery as well so that looks pretty good yeah now the the chinook opportunity for let's say even go into like the north coastal areas they're going to have some limited opportunity but not much for chinook yeah. and that's going to be kind of a big squeeze for that southern area to not have ocean of fishery on the ocean that really does suck um there's going to be bubbles though you look at like tillamook bay that mm-hmm. that will probably have a bubble to it which is a good thing and that provides some opportunities spread some people out and tillamook bay is going to have a fishery get pressure off of like selects right. or right. you know nehalem will have yeah. a wild coho fishery inside the bay again that's kind of a big deal that's that's a good sign that things look better yeah, but, promising. Still, you know, ocean conditions yeah. and all favorable. Yeah. I mean, you don't get that many smelt back yeah. without ocean conditions being favorable as well. <laughs> oh, right? my so, gosh. So let me tell you. I, uh, exactly you kind of mentioned it, right it and before we get out of here, I want to make sure we revisit this. Now, we're talking about those scheduled closures amongst the buoy 10 fishery, three-day mm. closures on marked dates. And yep. the problem is ocean is open above that area, above Tongue Point, up there, Longview area, you know, uh, Kalama, Calix, yeah. all that remains out and that's yeah that's kind of yeah we're shifting effort to those zones right and we actually made it really clear that once you do a hard stop in astoria and all the people are there fishing in buoy 10 everybody's having a good time yeah you do a hard stop people are they're out they are going to go up where the chinook will be able to be retained again and that will be a i actually personally think that the Cowlitz Longview Kalama zone is more capable of hurting Thule's than buoy 10. Yeah, but we could, they didn't we could really hear put that. the hurt on those Thule's in there for oh, sure, because that's where huge. they're heading back. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Those yeah. are home waters for those fish. Right. And they're going to be in those areas. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know why we didn't put some tools in the tool shed to be able to shift effort, maybe up above that Reed Island, Washougal area, up to Bonneville Dam again. Right. 
They did, even though they did it last year as a safety measure, because no toolies have ever been tagged above Washougal. Sure. But they didn't like that very much, and they were going to stick to their guns, and PFMC was going to stick to their guns and not move ER inside the river, which should have happened. Mm-hmm. But who am I to say that? That should have happened. That's a real tough gig to yeah. get ocean people to agree. Now, it's another real quick about ocean. Yeah. That Long Beach closure that happened last year, I don't know if you remember, you couldn't fish the Long Beach Peninsula, right. the yep. whole yep. edge of it, up to a certain, you know, there was lines of demarcation set mm-hmm. by GPS coordinates. I'm willing to bet that NOAA Federal Fisheries will probably go ahead and do that again. Yeah, again. They didn't say that they would, but they made hint that they will enact um, ocean enforcement. So if it happens, don't be surprised. That's where all the Chinook like to go and hold and hang out. It's like a little nightclub for Chinook. (laughs) They just hang out there. That's what they do. That's what they they do. uh, We never have enough time to get through all the info. I'll tell you what we're going to have to do. As we get closer to these fall fisheries, we're going to have a serious discussion on Thule's this year going into it. Because we want to make sure we, we educate everybody on those openings, those closing, closings, where yeah. the pressure is going to yeah. be. And we don't want to find ourselves in the same situation as last year and tremendous overharvest on those tulies. So uh, always good, good. to yeah. hear from you, buddy. And I appreciate you taking time. Well, and It's uh, good to talk to you guys yes. for sure. I look forward to all of it. Yep. Fantastic. We'll reconvene at a later date. All right. Bill Monroe Jr. All folks. Right, yep. Have a good night. Uh, always a wealth of information and always like to get him on the show because he brings it for you guys to understand. All right, we're going to jump out for a quick break. We come back. A couple uh, points of interest need to get you caught up on some derby information and more right here, Fish Hunt Northwest. Sportco, an outdoor emporium, is the largest local outfitter in the Northwest since 1975, providing thousands of people affordable outdoor gear. This summer, make your next outdoor adventure more affordable by shopping at our warehouse-style pricing. We are a local Scotty dealer, offering sales, service, and repair. Located in Fife and Seattle, come visit us today. The outdoors await you. McComey's customers are made in the Northwest for salmon, steelhead, lake trout, and kokanee. Our products come in a variety of sizes and colors to help you catch more fish. Find our products in stores or at McComey'sCustomLures.com. All right, welcome back here in studio, Dwayne England Fish on Northwest. And uh, a couple points of interest. Yep, I want to remind you guys again because it's going to be here before we know it. And I want to see you get the kids out here fishing. The third annual Fish on Northwest Summit Lake Community Center uh, Annual Kids Trout Derby for Kids 14 and under and working with Mission Outdoors. Now, not only are Ryan Elwell and gang uh, bring in the uh, the meat wagon, going to have the, the smoker going and provide all the food, breakfast and lunch and everything we need, drinks, the whole deal uh, for the event, but they have also provided the above ground small pool that we're utilizing as the kids trout pond. On the phone today with WDFW, we're getting 250 trout put in this uh, six by 10. It's about an 850 gallon pool or pond for the little the little fellas and uh, little girls to to come out with your parents, grandparents, 
show up here at the event, five and under, we're going to put it at five and under, get to fish the kids' pond if they can't get out on the lake in a boat or something like that. So uh, hats off to Mission Outdoors, WDFW. Uh, we're going to get that thing filled with 250 trout, and so uh, the kids that get to fish the pond, five and under, if uh, they choose not to go out on the lake, are going to also have a great opportunity to win some prizes. we got a host of uh, sponsoring companies that are jumping on board. We'll, uh, we'll spill those out here as the weeks uh, continue. Um, tons of prizes and places. Every kid's getting a raffle ticket, a free t-shirt, FHN, and Summit Lake Community Fishing Derby t-shirt. Every kid goes away with raffle ticket and t-shirt. So you have chances to win if you don't catch fish to enter into the derby. If you're a business and would like to help and assist, go ahead and hit us up either on our email over at uh, uh, fishhuntnw at gmail or uh, simply message us up on Facebook and uh, help out with this. It's all about the kids that day. We're hoping for a couple hundred kids to come on out with uh, parents and families, enjoy the day. The weather's usually pretty nice. That's why we do it the third week of May to try and ensure that we are going to have a successful outing. So um, looking forward to that. Also uh, coming up, you still have time, the La Push Lingcod Derby sponsored by Fish Hunt Northwest and put on by Mission Outdoors. La Push Lingcod Derby. Go to www.missionoutdoors.org and find out all the information. Sign up your boat. Captains, get your boat signed up. Leave room to add one veteran to your team because that's really what it's all about. Mission Outdoors and the veterans for the Lingcod Derby. All right, it's going to do it for us. First half of the show here on Root Sports. Great second half coming up. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back for the second half of the show right after this break. Right here, Fish on Northwest. Hey guys, I'm Big Mike. Come on down to the Edge Pro Shop and see me. We've got all the best brands under one roof. We've got Hawken, Procure, Short Bus, Pro Troll, Yakima Bait, Get Em Dry Jigs, Northwest Bait Scent, Daiwa Reels, North Fork Lures, North Wild, Brad's, Superfly, Rocky Mountain Tackle, and of course, the greatest rods ever built, Edge Rods. All right, welcome back here in studio as we kind of wind down the show. We've got a number of things I want to recap with everyone just to make sure we don't miss any of the events coming up. Uh, first of all, kind of uh, something a little bit uh, in need here, assistance needed at the Samish Hatchery for mass clipping. Now, we all uh, advocate to, you know, get more hatchery fish in the water, and we have all these Chinook, uh, Smolt, and some Coho and what have you, some of these various hatcheries, at times they need help because of low staffing. And you actually have a couple options with this program here. Uh, you can do strictly volunteer. So uh, the uh, Samish Hatchery mass clipping. So let me back up here. The clipping starts on April 24th uh, to work the two manual trailers uh, at the hatchery location. They'll be working double shifts Monday through Friday for about eight weeks and the uh, morning shift starts at 7 a.m. Now, if you can do that on a volunteer basis on days that you're available to go assist, you can simply contact the Samish Hatchery directly, and the phone number is 360-724-3131. Or if you are actually looking for part-time work, seasonal work or part-time work, contact Kelly Services at www.mykelly.com and uh, talk to them about getting on board to uh, go from hatchery to hatchery and assist in clipping these, uh, these uh, fry, or fingerling actually, um, of all species of salmon and during the, the time of year when they need the help. Because uh, there's a window here where they can actually clip fish 
based on water temperatures, growth rate, and all of that, there's a science behind this. You don't just have all year to clip these fish. It has to be done within certain windows of time. Now, as far as like getting on board here with the Samish Hatchery or jumping on board with Kelly Services, if you're looking for work, part-time work, what have you, um, no experience needed, $17.75 an hour to start with. Seasonal positions, day and swing shifts available. Uh, typically, a day uh, of work is clipping the fins off a fingerling uh, at the hatchery, conducting quality control checks, and trailer setup and transfer. They do move the trailers around from facility to facility because there's only a handful of trailers that they can actually do this type of work. So uh, I've talked to folks, college students, um, senior adults looking for something to do to occupy their time. Uh, yeah, Pops, I'm talking to you. I mean, you could sit at a trailer and clip fish, you know. Actually, you and Mom could both get out there and probably enjoy a day clipping fish. Um, anyway, transfer the fish from ponds to pens. There's just, it's a, it's a variety of work that is involved <clears throat> as you clip fish and transfer them to facilities. So if you're interested, look them up and uh, see if that's not something you may want to do. Um, hey, a few things happening on April 22nd. Now I had already mentioned the LaPush Lingcod Derby with Mission Outdoors. We'll be out there, uh, Shing and I and, and, and Matt and Amanda, we're all gonna be out there for the weekend. We're bringing the trailer full of swag. We'll be selling, we're gonna have our new um, kokanee not just for dinner, graphic with the Lincoln and Halibut uh, graphic on the shirts, on the hoodies, on the sweatshirts, on the shirts. Um, Shing's going to be selling it at our small booth we're setting up in the roundhouse out there uh, just outside La Push, just outside of Forks there. Come and check out the event. If you're not going to fish the derby, come out and support the veterans. Uh, sign up, you know, enjoy the dinner, enjoy the awards. Get some money out there flowing for the veterans because that's truly what it's all about. And it helps Mission Outdoors really keep these types of events going for our veterans because they definitely deserve it. Something else going on uh, April 22nd, opening day of trout season. Obviously, if you're uh, lowland lake, uh, waiting for your lake to open back up here, like in our backyard, Summit Lake is a lowland lake. Season is from the fourth Saturday of April to October 31st. So we get our six month window. Lakes are being stocked all over the state right now, east side, west side. Um, for all those lakes that are going to open, September 20, September, April 22nd, April 22nd, uh, the, uh, the, the, the trout opener, 250, 300,000 people expected. I've looked at the weather forecast multiple times. Uh, once in a while, it shows me that it's going to be very favorable, nice weather. Other days, it's showing that it's raining, so we take what we can get. Look, if you're thinking about coming out here and fishing Summit Lake, and I would recommend that you do because the fishing can be pretty darn good. I've talked with uh, Gabe, uh, who oversees the, the planting of the fish out here in this region. We're getting 10,000 fish the week before the opener. We're also going to get another 10,000 trout the week before the Kids Derby in May. So we'll get 30,000 fish out here total this year at Summit Lake, as we do pretty much every year for the last several years. But uh, aside from that, Come on out here, Fish Summit Lake, swing by the community center. They have the annual Fisherman's Breakfast, and uh, I think it's 12 bucks or so. Huge plate of food. You get, I mean, they, they got everything. Pancakes, hash browns, three different types of meat, eggs, the whole deal, people serving you. It's all volunteer-based. They're out here working all morning, 5 a.m. to noon. Uh, Fisherman's Breakfast here at Summit, Summit Lake. So it's a bonus, man. Come out here, great, uh, great launch facility. Fantastic lake to fish and uh, get breakfast for the family before or after you fish. 
Also, I want to mention something else going on right here in our backyard, and unfortunately we can't be involved because we'll be out at La Push, but the, uh, the Youth Outdoors Unlimited Banquet for Youth Outdoors Unlimited is here in Olympia. They tour around to different locations throughout the state throughout the year, generating monies for Youth Outdoors to take you know, kids and handicapped kids fishing, disabled uh, kids fishing and hunting. So it's all about youth outdoors getting uh, disabled kids into the outdoors and let them live, you know, and give them an opportunity. So Outdoors Unlimited, uh, our Youth Outdoors Unlimited banquet here in Olympia, <coughs> excuse me, uh, April 22nd. All the information can be found, www.youthoutdoors you the letter u uh dot org hold on definitely all three of them are worth putting uh putting some effort in whether you're going to fish out here at the lake go to la push join us at the lincoln derby <clears throat> check out the youth outdoors banquet here in olympia and of course i have time i will mention those again next week so again thank everybody for signing on here tonight um get out this weekend weather looks pretty decent to go uh get something done We'll be back here next Thursday. Tommy should be back. He's uh, on the mend and uh, looking forward to it. All right. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next Thursday, 6 p.m. right here. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Fish on Northwest weekly podcast. I want to remind everyone that you can catch our weekly live stream show on our Facebook page and, of course, our YouTube channel every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. West Coast time. You'll get our insightful in-studio interviews, our extremely detailed how-to segments in the bait lab, the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods, and of course, our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram, and finally, Go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.